When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. From the Aggie Sports Network, powered by Learfield IMG College, this is Ask the AD, featuring NM State Athletics Director Mario Mocha, sponsored by White Sands Federal Credit Union. Here's your host, Adam Young. Welcome in, Aggie fans, a new episode of Ask the AD, sponsored by White Sands Federal Credit Union, Adam Young, joined as always by the AD, Mario Mocha. White Sands Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative, providing loans and deposit accounts for consumers, offices in Las Cruces, El Paso, and TRC. Information at WSFCU.org. Mario, welcome once again. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, Really exciting week last week for Aggie men's basketball. We will not talk specifics, but uh, the team looking good going into next season. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people were excited that, um, you know, we we signed a high-profile player, um, and, you know, there was a lot of crosstalk about that. A lot of people had reached out and asked me about that. Certainly, you know, we always do our homework. You know, we get everybody involved, um, you know, when there's a decision on a a high-profile player. Um, But what was interesting, you know, a lot of people mentioned, well, you know, this specific player has been at a lot of institutions. And I said, yeah, just like Zach Lofton and just mm-hmm. like, you know, Trev Queen. Um, I think that's one of the things um, that, you know, when you do a deep dive and you um, really do your homework, um, you know, you can take chances on individuals who may be at other, uh, many other institutions. And the way the world is changing, it looks like that's going to be a little more commonplace with the transfer mm-hmm. portal. Um, but obviously this individual is a very skilled uh, basketball player. Yeah. But what I think that that I focus on is, boy, you know, Zach Lofton, um, when we first got him, you know, the, the mode was, boy, he's, you know, just hard to get along with. And at the end of the year, the NCAA press conference, he's tearing up, talking about how he loves being an Aggie and how Chris Jans changed his life. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a stark departure of what people said about this guy. And then here's Trev Queen, same thing. 
And at the end of Trev's deal, um, I always tell this little anecdote. I, I just ambled down to practice, um, you know, in his in his last regular season, and um, coach was going off on something. I don't know what. And I said, "Boy, Jans is Jans is uh, in rare form today." I said something, and Trev looked at me in all seriousness. He goes, "If he's not yelling, he doesn't care about you." And I was like, wow, that was an unbelievably insightful comment for a guy who supposedly had this moniker of, you know, tough to get along with. And they both left as fan favorites, great players. So um, I think that the formula has worked. And, um, you know, I think Chris Jans, you know, is outstanding, especially as we are getting into this transfer mode. You know, we obviously lost um, or a, a high-profile player, um, enter the portal you know recently and i wish him good luck um but boy it's i don't know if it's good for college basketball i'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to do it but being allowed to do something it being good for the game because as of right now one third of all um division one basketball players are in the portal Mm -hmm. i mean just let that sink in a third of all players on all teams are currently looking for other teams so i don't think it's teaching individuals i was just um getting my taxes done by brad beasley who was a catcher at unlv Mm. right and uh he's a las cruces guy and brad tells me um hey you know his maybe going into his senior year they're like hey we might move you positions we're going to bring this stud in and so on and so forth and brad was like yeah i'm going to just compete for the position and you know we were talking about that I, i just don't think there's as much of that today it's more, hey, I got to be the guy, and I'm going to look for a place that just wants me. And um, so, anyway, I, I, I don't. I, I hey, the coaches got these astronomical salaries; they can leave when they want. That's fine. Then you can too. But I just don't know if that's the best thing for. I know when the coaches leave, they methodically look at their options, they look at the salary, they look at this, and they make a decision. They just don't blindly enter a portal and then hope somebody picks them up. So there is a big difference there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. But um, I think there's cause for excitement, you know, going into next basketball season. A lot of ways to get questions in each week to Mario. You can tweet myself at YoungPBP. Tweet Mario at Mario Mocha NMSU. You can tweet at NMStateSP, our sports properties Twitter handle. You can also email questions to AggieUpRadio at gmail.com. First fan question this week, Mario. Aggie football has had pro-level talent over the years. What is needed to turn the talent into wins for the program? Yeah, you know, I guess, um, you know, when you say pro-level talent, you know, I I guess if we had like a NFL-type quarterback that fell into our laps, you know, we were kind of going over the roster, you know, before we slapped on the headsets. And obviously, uh, Jason Huntley got drafted uh, and is playing in the NFL Jaleel Scott got drafted, and I, I know he played at least one game in the NFL. Did he play more than that? Mainly practice squad. He's yeah. only had a couple of NFL catches. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, Roy Lopez, um, who left us to go to U of A the last year, and he just got drafted. But other than Jaleel Scott and Jason Huntley, I don't know of any other players that had, you know, played in the NFL. I know there was some cups of coffee with, you know, Rodney Butler, um, Terrell, Terrell Brown. Uh, Terrell Hanks, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. So we've certainly had good players, but I think, um, you know, when we've had guys who have the ability to either get drafted, just look at that one team. The, te- the team that took us to the bowl game, you had Lopez, you had Huntley, um, you had Jaleel Scott, and um, you had um, Terrell Hanks. Hanks. 
So that, you know, kind of that squad, but they were all here at one time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now, can we keep amassing that kind of talent? Because I think when you have players like that, hey, they can make an impact. Just look at that game. Um, Hanks had the game-saving bat down of um, – and then I'll throw Larry Rosen there. I know he didn't play in the NFL, but you know he had the game-saving bat down. In my opinion, it was the game-saving bat I down. I agree. You had Huntley return a kick right after they had scored. We, he returns a kick for a touchdown. Um, you have Larry Rose um, – you know, in the final, uh, you know, scoring the final touchdown and amassing, I don't know, maybe 140 yards mm-hmm. on the ground, I think. Um, and then Lopez was great in that game as well. So it took all of our kind of quote-unquote NFL guys to play really well to win a bowl game. So, um, yeah, I think the big question is, can you amass that kind of talent at New Mexico State on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. That, I think, yeah. is the true question, and I don't know. You know, when you look historically, we've had some players – um, you know, be able to, you know, uh, either get drafted or, you know, as a free agent, you know, um, put on a uniform, but it's been a little few and far between. Uh, but I would say to answer that question, if we could get a real impact uh, a quarterback, either a transfer or just somebody who happens to naturally blossom, um, that I think would be a big impact. Fan question number two, if you received a $5 million donation for athletics, how would you disperse it? Well, first of all, this mythical $5 million would have to come without any strings, right? So let's say that a donor said, hey, here's $5 million, and I don't care where you spend it. Um, Or said, hey, what is the most important thing? I'd say a couple of things come to mind, some big-ticket items. Uh, I firmly believe we need a new football press box. I mean, that thing that is at Aggie Memorial Stadium right now, I mean, the roof leaks, um, you know, there's the outdoor areas for the visiting AD. I mean, you're not going to get into a conference with where an AD who's sitting outdoors in a broken swivel chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we just have to have to improve that stuff. Um, it doesn't look like almost any other press box that we ever go in, and you've been in a lot of them. I know Jack Nixon's been in a lot of them. It's just the worst press box in the country that I'm aware of. I haven't been in a worse one. So that's something that needs to be addressed. That's a recruiting piece. That is a perception piece. That's a how do you get another conference piece, and you've got to increase your – right now, um, you know, the field looks good. People really like, you know, the the backdrop of Aggie Memorial Stadium. Of course, you could do some things inside the stadium, but that's one big ticket item. I'd say the field house. Right now, um, you know, we renovated the football locker room, and that looks um, significantly improved. Uh, but in there is still an old 1960s building. You know, um, that thing, ultimately, I'd love to see a brand new building with, um, you know, you've got your soccer locker room in there. You've got your coaches areas in there. Um, you've got an athletic training area. That's something that I just think needs to be modernized a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I would love to... Um, do something in the Pan American Center, you know, some premium areas. I think um, suites, club seats, we need to start doing things that will give you a revenue stream back, okay? Now, I'm not talking doing something crazy like, you know, let's build 40 suites, and then if you have a down year, 
you know, then you can't fulfill them and then they're empty or you start doing deals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm talking about a reasonable amount and a new football press box would allow you to do that as well. So you could take care of some of your corporate clients, but you could have a, a, a dedicated revenue stream once it's built and paid off that in perpetuity comes back to the athletic department. So those are the three biggies. But hell, I could tell you we need a new softball um, um Press box? Well, press box and grandstand, kind of like what baseball has, right? We need infrastructure and a press box at um, soccer. But, you know, the way we did it at Missouri, um, softball and soccer shared the same um, press box, the same stands, right? So if you went to the top of the softball stands um, behind third base, you would also kind of be at the top of the soccer stadium, and you could walk right there. So it was a great setup. Now, we're a little wider. You know, there's maybe, what, 100, 200 feet in the middle, but I think you could kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. And I think any press box expansion could also take care of soccer. And then, obviously, you know, track has been neglected here for, you know, probably ever since its existence. I mean, we're finally renovating the track. But they they need an area, too, that you can have, not just a little bit of a grandstand, but also, you know, when you finish the race, you know, they have, I don't want to say a press box, but kind of like a track press box. So I could rattle off needs till the cows come home, but those three I mentioned earlier, um, you know, football press box, a new field house, and then some premium areas in the Pan American Center would be at my top of my list. Next fan question, has there been talk about bringing Pascal Siakam back to campus for a men's basketball game or even a football game next year? I would love to get Pascal back. Uh, obviously, he's been on a whirlwind, you know, with um, his ascension. Um, you know, it, what what just like anything else, you know, I used to communicate directly with Pascal, um, you know, his rookie year, and that's kind of gone away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking a lot with Marvin Menzies about because Marvin is still in a really good connection um, with Pascal, so I've dealt a lot with Marvin and I said, "Hey, we really want to get Pascal back. Um, you know, we'll we'll get him back here. You know, at any game, um, we're not gonna ask him for anything. You know, I mean, because I know that's the first thing you do is say, hey, you just, you know, signed a big contract. Well, Pascal just, you know, bought a house for his mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got priorities too. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what the taxes are and." in uh, Canada, but I think they're pretty stout. So, you know, I I know everybody sees these huge dollar signs, but at the end of the day, um, first and foremost, I'd like him back involved with the program. Um, You know, he is obviously uh, the biggest thing we have going on in the NBA right now. Uh, And quite frankly, in any professional sport currently, he's our biggest guy out there. I mean, what do you? Am I missing somebody? I mean, I would say Nick Gonzalez, but that's well, just, I know, that, but that, I'm that, just saying. I know bias. you're a baseball guy, but um, no, but I'm saying Nick is I, I not an established mean, right? major league player, and ho- let's hope he is. Um, but you know, right now, I mean, he's a star in one of the three big leagues, so I would love to get him back because I think people would just shower down um, um, just good feelings because you know mm-hmm. they see him as a representative of New Mexico mm-hmm. State and doing very well and doing it the right way and uh, you know everybody roots for him so um, hopefully knock on wood we'll get that accomplished next fan question many ADs around the country are talking about filling the stadium in the tailgate areas in the fall are you feeling the same way Mario yeah you know uh, I've <laughs> I just came back from Arizona 
And um, we had a Fiesta Bowl event where many of the other ADs from around the country were. And, you know, here's the reality. So whatever side of the, I don't know, we'll label it COVID debate you're on, the states are vastly different. I mean, we were at a function now. I don't know, am I giving up any personal health information that I'm vaccinated? But anyway, I'm vaccinated. But there was nobody wearing a mask. <laughs> nobody. Uh, not at the functions. Mm-hmm. Not at the restaurants. Not at anything. Mm-hmm. Like hardly anything. And here, when you come back to the state, it is a dramatic difference. So your question really depends on how is the state going to see it? Because... It certainly looks like Arizona will see it differently than New Mexico, who will see it differently from Texas, who will see it differently from California. It is my hope that our state will, whatever criteria they adopt, whether it's a vaccination percentage or whatever, that we'll be able to get, um, quote unquote, back to normal. And if you want to buy a ticket and come to Aggie Memorial Stadium and I could sell 30,000 of those and would have a full house. You know, I think if you don't want to come, that's certainly your right as well. We have a lot of other options on radio and TV. But it's my hope that there will not be any restrictions, um, you know, when we get around to September um, from a fan standpoint. I just saw uh, one of the college teams just announced, and I think it was in the southeast, that they're going to full, you know, full attendance from the Mm -hmm. rest of the year. And it was like an SEC baseball team for baseball, or yeah. Like that. I can't remember who it was. Mississippi State and a few others. Maybe been, that's it. Maybe that yeah, was it. They've been at pretty much full attendance. Yeah, for a while but you now. know what's well, you know everything yeah. breaks down into state political lines, et cetera, sure. et cetera. So let's just hope in our state, you know, they adopt um, you know whatever criteria it is. It allows us to have full um, um, you know full attendance. We will obviously lobby for that, um, and then you know we'll kind of follow whatever guidelines we're given. You know, we don't really have a choice to make our own policy up. George, wake up. I can't sleep. I'm worried about getting a car loan. It's two in the morning. I mean, it's all so stressful. Paperwork, interest rates, approval. Stop worrying. We'll go to White Sands Federal Credit Union and get a stress-free auto loan. We can apply online right now and even sign the paperwork electronically. Just like that? Just like that. Apply for your stress-free auto loan online today at wsfcu.org or at your favorite auto dealership. Credit subject to approval, some restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender, member NCUA. Stop by your hometown Whataburger and try their one-of-a-kind patty melt with two all-beef patties, grilled onions, Monterey Jack cheese, their famous creamy pepper sauce, all our Texas toast. It's like telling your taste buds how much you love them. Stop by today at Whataburger. Our finisher, Mario, the name drop of the week. What do you have for us this week? Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I saw a bunch of ADs, but I don't think anybody's going to be interested in that. Gene Smith, the AD from Ohio State, does that? That counts. Does that count? I mean, you know, there was a bunch of other Power 5 ADs from Kansas State and Iowa and, uh, I don't know, just, I don't, you know, there's nothing good. I mean, you know, I, I, Paul, I, I just have been a little too busy to randomly pick up the phone and get, you know, Max Scherzer on for two minutes, and he says, what? I go, I just need to say I talked to you so we can use this. And, <laughs> and he just so, had a kid like a week ago. Yeah, too, I know. So I saw that. I saw that. And, you know, his wife's a former Mizzou softball player. I did not know that. Oh, well, okay. You can do some do some internet cool. work there. But I, I think we could end on, you know, men's golf is uh, primed to uh, play in the regionals yes. up in Albuquerque. So I'll be there uh, for a couple mm-hmm. of days. Um, we've got um, uh, women's golf is in the second round. Um, golly, we were 
you know, right at the last couple holes, we were great. We were tied for fourth. I know we're uh, faltering a little bit or slipping down, but, I mean, <laughs> the competition is pretty ridiculous. Pretty good. You know, Stanford and Oklahoma State and Arizona. They're beating and, Iowa State, your guy, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Pollard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I sent him a note, and I said, hey, we're paired <laughs> up together on the links. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, track has a great chance to, I think, you know, last year, last time we competed in the indoor we were kind of running away with it, mm-hmm. according to uh, both Doug Reynolds, the head coach, and James Hall, who uh, oversees track and was track man himself at Iowa State. He says, hey, we can definitely win, but our margin is not what it was last year, mm-hmm. so we'll have to really kind of hit on all the events and things like that. Um, so hopefully that happens. And then, you know, what do we got left? We've got uh, baseball, mm-hmm. um, you know, one more home series, and then uh, a little break, and then off to Mesa. And then softball won the regular season in kind of dramatic fashion, goes down to the last day. I mean, we win, Seattle loses. We're the outright champs. We're the number one seed. So there's still a lot of sports going on, so I'm really excited about following that right up until the end. And then, you know, we'll take a little deep breath and we'll shake the cobwebs off and get back in the office and get started. Mario, thanks so much, as always. All right, thanks, Adam. This has been Ask the AD, featuring NM State Athletics Director Mario Mocha, sponsored by White Sands Federal Credit Union. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.